Good morning, good afternoon, good noon time, good noon thirty, good good midnight, good evening, good midnight, th- whatever time of day it is. See, I want you to know that I'm Lynn Ferguson and I approve this message. <laughs> I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennis, and your host here on the show, Lynn Spins. It's a podcast dedicated to Black Life in America and all over the world and music. So today I want to be delivered. Delivered. Yes, delivered. <laughs> Want to join me? Well, you just sit back, relax. Why don't you grab a snack and let's jump in. Lens. Lens. Hush now, my baby. Be still, love. Don't cry. Sleep as you're rocked by the stream. Sleep and remember my lost lullaby. So I'll be with you when you dream. That really shaped my the Prince of Egypt and DreamWorks really shaped my childhood. It really did. What shapes your childhood shapes your life. Know this. But DreamWorks, the Prince of Egypt, soundtrack including Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. Oh my goodness. Amazing soundtrack. Amazing score, amazing animation, especially for the late 90s, early 2000s. It was somewhere between, I think, 99 and like 2003, I think, was when um, The Prince of Egypt came out. Animated cartoon movie, um, religious movie, um, Christian movie, specifically, Egyptian uh, historical movie. I want to talk about this because I've been, you know, obviously like most people thinking about this Cleopatra situation in Egypt. I've made a few podcasts about it already. And I thought about something the other day when I was thinking about how, you know, it seems that Black people are aware that we are linked to Egyptian history in some way, but they don't really seem to everyone doesn't seem to be on the same page when it comes to the enlightenment of what exactly has happened with Egypt and different parts of Africa. With the Arab resettlement um, in Egypt in particular, way back um, in like, you know, 
I think several hundred years uh, AD. You know what I'm saying? Like 2,000 years ago, almost. People don't know the orientation of Egypt is different. But one of the main things that just really struck me was just the fact that I always related to Egyptian culture. Like, and I always knew, I always placed it, placed Black people in Egyptian history. Like, it just always was a natural thing for me, even though I, you know, grew up knowing about 1963, I believe, um, Cleopatra film um, starring a white Cleopatra. He was Elizabeth Taylor. And I grew up with, you know, all of the, you know, people claiming that, you know, trying to claim that white people um, somehow, you know, existed in Africa and, and, you know, created Egypt, which they did exist in Africa at one point after the same way that, you know, South Africans exist in South Africa. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could argue that. But, yeah. Did they create the history? Did they create the culture, the artifacts, the hieroglyphics, everything like that? Did, did the Arab um, population do that? No. No. Neither one of them. And it's very evident in the depictions on the walls, um, the hieroglyphics, um, and when it comes to the way that they describe themselves. Egypt is a, a, a Greek word. It is not what they call themselves uh, or their place of uh, their country. And it is not what they call them. They do not call themselves Egyptian. They call themselves Kemetu. Uh, uh, and they were, they were in Kemet. Kemet, aka the land of the blacks, is um, what is known as Egypt to this day. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like really, I guess it was just really hitting me because it was just like, that's why I started off singing um, some of the soundtrack, you know, the opening number from um, The Prince of Egypt, um, a part of it at least. I love that film and they just they came out the gate in that film like with the animation with the detail with the music like it's just epic but I believe because I had that I think the first time I saw that movie I was three years old maybe four I had that on VHS and I have the second one that came after it um uh Joseph uh King of Dreams and it was about Joseph, Technicolor Dream Coat, however you know the story. Joseph in the um, rainbow colored coat, Joseph in the coat of dreams, uh, or Joseph, um, King of Dreams. That's the actual name of the movie, but through DreamWorks. But I grew up with those movies. I had both of those films um, on VHS. So I watched them regularly, you know, those days you're at the house for days at a time you don't know what to do and you're just like watching stuff back to back and stuff like that you know what I'm saying like I I grew up with those films those were some movies some of the movies I watched the most as a kid so like I already was putting black people and myself in Egyptian and African history so like it's just so weird to have to acknowledge that a lot of people do not did not grow up with that you know? Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people have seen that movie and grew up with that movie. A lot of uh, uh, Jewish people grew up with that movie. A lot of white people grew up with that movie in America, um, um, in different parts of the world. A lot of um, um, Israeli people grew up with that movie. Like, people love that movie, you know? But a lot of people did not grow up with that movie. And it's because it did not get as much success as it really should have. 
Like it was a, a, a somewhat successful movie, but I don't believe it was like DreamWorks like top. You know, most people don't even like, whereas most people know about like, you know, I don't know. Most people from that time period who watched, who were probably kids when that came out, probably know about um, The Rescuers Down Under, the second Rescuers movie, which is not my favorite. My favorite is the first one, The Rescuers with Penny, the orphan. But um, The Rescuers Down Under was the second one that was done in the 90s and it was pretty good. Um, but I like the one from the 70s or the 80s. And um, what do you call it? I think it's like 82 or something, 72, I don't know. But anyway, um, what do you call it? Most people would know that, but they would not know the Prince of Egypt, you know? But it, it does shock me nonetheless how many people do know that movie, especially how many white people know that movie. And because it's just like, whoa, like it's crazy. But it's just like, I just feel so bad for people who did not grow up with such, you know, intensive, like, you know, care and education when it came to black history, you know, um, black people especially, because it's just so upsetting. Cause it's like, if they had what I had with this, you know, knowledge um, that was instilled in me by my aunt Sharon, Dr. Williams, or, you know, um, and she, you know, started uh, Mabili Watoto, which was, at a uh, school for homeschooling. Um, me and other kids and other kids in the family, other kids in the neighborhood um, over on Geraldine in North City. And in Mark Twain, uh, where I uh, grew up part of my childhood. And it's just crazy to think that, you know, people didn't get the education that she um, um, administered at uh, and others at the West End Center or the, um, it's also known more greatly or widely known as the Demetrius Johnson Center or Foundation um, in the Central West End. You know, I grew up going there and like, you know, getting an education from her and other black scholars and colleagues of hers uh, in um, my formative years. Giving a lot of black kids opportunities to do things like play tennis and learn things and be in after school activities that would keep them away from the streets. Um, that they didn't really get other places because they had problems at school because they were black and they were constantly, you know, being um, uh, picked on by their teachers and or getting into it with kids at school or whatever the case may be. Or they were had a bad home life or whatever, you know. So it was just a really good opportunity. And you, I didn't take it for granted, but you do. A lot of people, I think, do take it for granted. And uh, a lot of other people don't even take it you know and it's just really unfortunate to see so many people who are not able to verbalize exactly what they could say in defense of this documentary you know because they don't know the history but it also is very nice that people do know and that they're speaking up about it and that people like jada pinkett smith i love her is you know executively producing executive producing this type of content on such a, a renowned global platform like netflix you know but um i just wanted to bring that to you guys because i mean one way or another the truth will